Welcome to the Kara's Cures digital show and podcast where we explore the cutting edge of wellness. I'm Kara Sundlin. This podcast is sponsored by the Center for Advanced Reproductive Services. Right now we're looking at something that is big in the headlines and that is the formula shortage affecting millions of families who are just trying to feed their babies. With so many bare shelves, what do you do if you can't find what you need for your child? We're joined now by Dr. Lucia Benzoni. She is a pediatrician with Hartford Healthcare to get some answers for everyone. Thank you so much for being with us, doctor. And thank you for having me. You know, here we talk a lot about holistic health on this particular podcast, and we often talk about home remedies. But in this case, people are trying to make home remedies sometimes for formula, and that is not the safe thing to do for your baby. Is that correct? No, it is not safe at all. It doesn't have the right blend of macro and micronutrients, and it can contain some very harmful proteins that could actually cause your infant to have some GI bleeding. Um, and it's very much not recommended. And, and is that just because uh, babies can't digest food the same way that we do, so we can't really give them at that early age what we would eat? No, you, the babies do not digest food like we do. They don't have the same digestive capacities and proteins that we can handle with no problem are very, very rough on the infant's gut and that roughness can cause the, the bleeding. In addition, uh, infants don't have the capability to really regulate electrolytes like we do. Their kidneys are not as mature, their livers are not as mature. So if you give them too much salt, for example, salt's a big one, or too little salt, you can cause seizures or even brain swelling. It, it can be extremely harmful, even fatal to give an infant the wrong formula or the wrong food. And, and that's why it's even just so much more terrifying um, for the parents out there who I know we're reading articles about parents missing work, driving for hours, looking at bare shelves. You're getting calls in your office. This is, um, mm -hmm. you know, a really tough time. Can you explain also, in case people just don't understand this, why there's such a shortage right now? Um, so there was a few months back, an Abbott production shutdown. Now, Abbott is the manufacturer of Simlac, which is one of the two main formulas that we use in the United States. Um, and when it was shut down, it was shut down because there's two infants that died and they died of a organism that's relatively rare. And this led to an investigation to, you know, what was different about these kids. And they looked at the formula and the formula was contaminated with this bacteria. There were a total of four infants that got ill with this bacteria, uh, but only not only, but two died, two infants died, died from taking a formula that we trusted would actually give them life, actually did not. Was and, and so this is, you know, so serious that parents, we really need to get this out as a public service announcement that they can't just wing it. What do you do if you need formula and you have to get some for your baby because it's, you know, you don't, that, that's what they, we'll get into why you can't just breastfeed. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, why don't they just breastfeed? That's a whole other thing. But what should you do right now if you're out of formula and you need some? If you live around my area, call your doctor. We do still have some formula in our shelves. Not all the kinds that maybe your infant normally takes, but at least we have some formula in our shelves that we're able to give. We don't have a lot. And we're not going to be able to supply every mother, but we do have some in the shelves and they're saying to check the smaller grocery stores. Some of them still have some on the shelves. Okay. Just watch out for the prices, you know, just watch out for the prices because they should be the same as they were before. They shouldn't be anymore. 
Right. The state, I know, is trying to work, and the nation is trying to work on any price gouging. Uh, it's so serious that President Biden and the White House, they're looking to enact some wartime, um, wartime situations where they can actually bump up production, like we did during the COVID pandemic for certain things. So is there any idea, are pediatricians hearing faster than we are maybe of like when this might ease? It's a complex issue. It's not just the issue of the plant shutting down. We also have all the supply chain issues that everybody else is having and the delay in getting supplies to where they need to go. So it's not just a plant shut down and we can't produce anything. It's also a matter of having the raw elements get to those plants. Mm. So, you know, it's not something that can be rushed, unfortunately, for so these in, infants. In the meantime, if you really need formula and your baby usually eats one kind, but they get sick if they eat the other kind, would you recommend that it's still better to switch brands than to try and do something else? There might be some sensitivity. Yes, it's better to switch brands. I would definitely, if your infant has any kind of milk protein intolerance or any other uh, kind of feeding issues, call your doctor. They probably have some ideas. We do see on Facebook, there's a lot of groups springing up on Facebook and other social medias where moms are sharing formula that they may have at home. And honestly, that's probably okay if they're not opened and they're not expired. You get into issues though, when people are mixing different formulas, for example, um, some of the hypoallergenic formulas, if they're mixed with the regular formulas and you give them to an infant with milk protein intolerance, which is a relatively common condition, uh, then we are running into infants that are gonna have big issues with digestion. So if your baby is having some digestion issues just from switching brands, I was reading, often that could just, if it's something severe, you need to call your pediatrician or the doctor, but if it's mm -hmm. just some, you know, a little bit of gas, stomach cramping, and they're getting adjusted to it, they might be able to adjust within you know, a few days or a week or so? That's right. Yeah, that's right. You know, you, you're, the gut flora has to have a chance to get to uh, readjust. And if you have a, if you have a, a serious allergy or something where you really need the specialized formula, you can actually get that for free and, and those parents are being provided for in a different way? Well, uh, Abbott, uh, President Biden just said that it was fine for Abbott to, from what I, I understand, actually give away their free formula, which they're still making. The super specialized ones, the ones for premature babies, the ones with infants that can't digest any proteins at all. There's some formulas that are so simplified. They're down to an amino acids. Okay. For infants. Okay. And so we got to hope that especially those babies in the NICU can have something. Can you address the, the, a lot of articles have been, and even on social media, like, oh, well, this is why mom should breastfeed, or why don't they just breastfeed, or breastfeed mm -hmm. more. Um, can you address that? Oh, those are people that have never really breastfed, probably. Um, breastfeeding is not that simple of a thing. Yes, it's a natural process. It doesn't always come naturally. And a lot of moms really, really, really struggle with breastfeeding. We often use formula as a way to supplement until their breastfeeding is up to par. So it's not just so simple as, oh, just breastfeed. It just a lot of moms don't have the milk making capacity to totally sustain all the calories that their infant needs. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we do encourage breastfeeding. Obviously, that's best, but it's not possible for every mom. And, and right now, you're telling your moms if they can, and they already are breastfeeding, if they still have milk, to try and pump as often as possible to try to up production? Yes. Yeah, so the law of supply and demand, you do make more the more you demand, but that is, it's really harrowing. If you have a mom that's anxious and she's anxious about, about the formula shortage, she's anxious about her, how her baby's feeding, her milk supply is not going to go up. It, yeah. it just doesn't. She's too stressed. 
And that's a big part of it, right? So we need to work mm -hmm. on as, 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 and we can understand the stress because uh, there's nothing more biological and primal to be like, I need to take care of my baby, and, and yeah. parents are stressed think, about that. But right, and this past two years in the United States has just been extremely stressful in the world. So we're adding this formula shortage on top of, you know, fears about COVID and, and fears about their children going to school, about wearing a mask, about not wearing a mask, about vaccinations. I mean, it does all come in to play with anxiety. Yeah. What about uh, if people are able to access formula from, say, other countries, like ordering it from where the companies that are making formula in Europe or, or things like that? Is that okay? You know, the American Academy of Pediatrics has always said it's not okay, but I think desperate times calls for desperate measures. And if you can get formula that's being used in Germany, you know, if you can get it, I would say you need to do what you need to do to help your child survive. Right, right. Um, as far as I, I want you to address this also because I've seen articles and stuff going on that some women who have stopped breastfeeding may now try and relactate. Is that even possible? Yeah, I guess it's probably possible. Um, I don't think it's going to be highly successful. I could be proven wrong, but it's not a very practical solution. Yeah. That's especially, for sure. especially if you have a child who really is consuming a lot right now. And especially if you have... Um, uh, there's other questions about they might be able to access toddler formula and people might say okay well at least it's toddler formula is that okay not for the very young infants absolutely not you know if your infant is 11 months old that's absolutely fine but not for a four month old not for a six month old and definitely not for a two week old so at this point, I know um, some of the offices have some shortage, have some samples, and you've been helping your patients with that. But if, if people are hearing this, uh, there is no silver bullet. But, but what can you say to worried parents right now? Hang on, it'll get better. I promise. You know, just try to survive right now with your infant and reach out to your doctor because pediatricians innately want to help, and they will do anything they can to help you help you with your baby. We, the nutrition is important. It's important for brain development. It's obviously important for growth, but you know, it's also vital, <laughs> like breathing, you right. gotta eat. And now, should you ration? I mean, if your baby used to feed on demand, uh, should you be trying to ration how much formula you're giving if you're running out? I, I guess if your infant was obese, but no, I, I, that was a joke, I'm kidding. No, yeah, don't yeah. ration. Yeah, and Not I've also heard of people saying, oh, let me add a little more water. I'll try and thin it out and no. make it last longer. Mm -hmm. And that, that would affect the nutritional profile also, right? Absolutely. That's what I was talking about before. You can dilute, you can dilute the electrolytes in your bloodstream, and it can lead to big problems. Okay. So not even that they're not getting enough calories, but just the whole water balance could be cause a big problem. Yes. What yes. are some signs to look for that your child is in trouble and that you really need to call the doctor or go to the ER? Um, signs of dehydration would include um, not no urination within eight hours. You want one urination about every eight hours. Uh, a dry, tacky mouth. An infant crying without tears. For a newborn, they become very, very lethargic and hypotonic, or they lose their muscle tone. They they just are not responsive. So decreased responsiveness. The obvious one is urine out because that's something the parents can actually measure and see. Uh, another sign of an infant getting dehydrated is crying without tears. Okay, so sad. When they come to us, I'm sorry. When they come to us, the sign would be weight loss and would be uh, increased heart rate. Okay, so all very serious measures. It's not like adults where we can maybe just skip a meal or do whatever. We're talking about babies here, and I know you're, you and many doctors are very concerned that this is something that you know here in the United States of America, most people thought they'd never have to worry about. 
Yeah, I'm very worried that there's going to be increased hospitalizations, going to be more babies showing up, you know, even unresponsive to the ER because they are going to be fed these imbalanced homemade formulas or parents trying to dilute, like you said, with water. And that's going to lead to some big problems, especially for the very, very young under six months. Okay, so just make sure out there if you're in this if you're in this crunch, uh, everyone's feeling for you, and, and, and the doctors are probably the first line of defense. If you really don't know what to do, call your doctor. Mm -hmm. All right, yes, do I agree. Call us. We, we may have heard of a parent that has three or four unopened cans at home, and they want to give them away. I had a mom call the other day and offered to give back a formula that she had not yet opened that we had given her, a formula called Neocate, which is a very specialized formula. And we did take those back, which we normally wouldn't do, but we did but they weren't opened. Right. And, so. you know, let me ask you one more question. There may be, there's also Facebook moms where they're trying to, who are blessed enough that they have ample breast milk or they've got a lot in the freezer and they're saying, I'll give you my breast milk. Um, or maybe mm -hmm. your friend is willing to help share breast milk with you. Is that okay? You know, in the neonatal intensive care unit, we do have breast milk banks and there are commercial services that sell human breast milk. It's extremely expensive. As far as friends passing it between babies, we really don't recommend that. I think it's better though than not feeding your baby. So it's everything I'm saying is very guarded yes. because I can't totally endorse it. But at the same time, I think I could endorse giving another mother's milk than I could giving an infant diluted formula. Um, the reason why we don't use other people's milk is if they have a contagious disease, HIV, hepatitis, that kind of thing, and we don't know it, then you could inadvertently be giving your baby by using her milk, those infectious diseases. Yeah, very, very troubling times for parents who, who already have been so stressed. So we will continue to report on this issue and hopefully uh, it gets better very quickly. So Dr. Lucia Benzoni, thank you so much for being with us and for sharing um, this important message. You're welcome. Thank you for having me, Kara. Thank you. And you're watching Kara's Cures. I share this content on social media. You can follow me there at Kara Sundlin or listen on the Kara's Cures podcast. Definitely an important episode today. So be sure to share it with the parents that you know out there to give them the best information. Have a great day, everyone, and be well.